101.1 International. I am Natalie So. Up this hour, we have just the classics where you hear the music of Yo-Yo Ma. But first, join us for a live recorded version of Here in Taiwan. Hello and welcome to Here in Taiwan. It is Tuesday, December 1st. And in the studio, we have Paula Chow, Shirley Lin, and I am Natalie So. And we'll be talking about some amazing female senior citizens here in Taiwan, also our new mask regulations, the word of the year, and a very special mahjong set, and a therapy that you might want to try called bibliotherapy. Those stories coming right up. Okay, so did you guys know about the new regulations that started today? I think you must wear face coverings on public transport. Right. Actually, in eight different types of venues, you are mm-hmm. required to wear a mask. The fines are now up to $15,000 NT dollars, which is about uh, $500 US dollars. So before, yeah. they would just give you a warning um, in the past, right? And they wouldn't get mad at you or, or fine you. But now they're getting serious. That's because, you know, it's um, we're getting into wintertime and there are a lot of... Um, cases actually uh, imported cases yeah. abroad. So. They predicted that you know we would get more uh, as the weather kind of turns cold. Right. So, so but I mean, actually, Taiwan. I still feel very safe in Taiwan. We've had no domestic transmission in over two hundred days, mm-hmm. but um, the government is still very nervous and very careful. So let's go through some of these. Um, some of them actually are quite controversial. People are actually saying, why do we need to do it in this kind of place? Um, so one of these controversial places is a uh, swimming pool. Oh, I know. That's kind of hard. Indoor swimming pool. Well, you not like while you're swimming. Swim. Yeah, I no. love to swim. But it's uh, like before you before get in you the enter, water. Right. And out. Yeah it's, yeah, it's weird. Also at gyms, which is like where I go all the time. But they said not while you're um, exercising. So when you walk into the gym, I guess probably when you're in the locker room, when you're um, around other people. So, okay. so you don't, they say you don't need to wear a mask when using the equipment, but you should wear it afterwards. Okay. Also, like KTV bars, um, and some people are saying, "How are we going to sing with that?" <laughs> that makes sense. What I are you going to do our, to our national pastime? But I think what they meant is that when you enter the lobby of a KTV bar and there's a lot of strangers, you definitely need to wear a mask. If you're going inside to your private room and everyone you know is someone you are interacting with all the time, anyway, you don't need to wear a mask. Oh, I see. Okay. So it's kind of hard to know like what they really mean. It seems there is a bit of flexibility here. Um, Should we be wearing masks while we do this? Um, I don't think so because we <laughs> see each other every day, right? So oh, okay. some business places, um, you have to wear a mask. I have each um, throat. Oh, okay. You so usually wear a mask anyway, Paula. Paula? Okay, um, in, okay, sure, oh, sure, no sure. Problem. Okay. Actually, Paula's not wearing a mask today. <laughs> she no. usually wears one. Because we're, well, as long as she's feeling fine, I'd say. I don't think we need to. No. But um, anyways, the eight um, categories are healthcare facilities. Okay, that makes sense. Hospitals and yeah. the like. Clinics, public transportation, buses and metros. Places of consumption. So I guess that would include restaurants. Right, but not while you're eating. Not while you're eating. If but you're going then, to get food, like if you're at a buffet while you're getting your food, you need to do that. Right, but to avoid um, chatting um, when you're having dinner. Like, that, try not what? to chat as much Who as possible. Who said that? Yeah, at a restaurant. I mean, while you're eating, you shouldn't wear a mask. But the thing is that when you're just, you try not to chat 
um, over dinner. Who said that? Shirley said they, that? No, 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 because they say that. <laughs> try not try to keep away from talking but, when you're having dinner. But that's the, pur- the, that's the whole point purpose. of, you know, having a well, meal with someone, right? Well, some people would thought that, well, when you have dinner outside, you're supposed to be eating. You shouldn't be talking. <laughs> no, it's a social activity. That's right. too strict. They said, that's they too say strict, especially in Taiwan. Cut down chatting uh, to a minimum. If you when you're having dinner at a restaurant outdoors, so that's a good excuse if you have nothing to say. Like you know, I'm. <laughs> In fact, a lot of people do that, right? <laughs> they're either eating or they're having head down, looking at their mobile phone. Isn't that so? That does happen sometimes. Yes, yes. But I feel like we should be making conversation with people that we're eating with. That's yeah, a good practice, right? Um, I know we should. So okay, places of consumption meaning sh- shopping centers and malls, supermarkets, places where you buy things. Oh. Okay. Oh, they said with the exception of restaurants. Okay, so I was, I think I was wrong. (laughs) Okay, places of learning, libraries, community colleges, training programs, schools. Well, We know all the schools are doing it now. Yeah, and also, well, I mean, in Taiwan, we actually, you know, students go to class. But I think, um, I think maybe there are some classes that are, you know, done online or something. Yeah. Not too many, though. And I think in Taiwan, mostly people go and they have their temperature taken and they wear a mask all day long. Right. Um, Sports and exhibition venues. Okay. So Mm -hmm. cinemas and um, performance venues, playgrounds, amusement parks, and entertainment venues. Okay. That's the sixth category. Mm. So bars and, and MTV places, massage parlors, pool halls, video game arcades. Mm. Houses. I mean, it's usually crowded, so yeah, it makes that sense. That makes sense. Houses of worship, so temples, churches, funeral mm-hmm. homes, offices and business venues, yeah. banks, insurance companies, post offices. So do you guys usually wear masks to these places? Um, I think I do. Paula does. Yes. She wears it a lot. Yeah, yeah right. she wears it often. Does I always it, feel suffocating when I wear it. So. you? Mm, not really. Yeah. You think it's not good? really. Yeah, I, I it guess is. it's way to you know protect myself right. and also to protect other people. Especially, we have seen an increasing number of imported cases recently. Mm. Right. So Taiwan is very careful. Um, well, let us know if you um, have any mask rules in your country, what it's like, or if you're wearing a mask these days. Um, so Taiwan is getting more stricter. I mean, Taiwan has done a great job of uh, containing COVID-19, but we still get nervous whenever there's like a spike, even in just imported cases that have not even touched the domestic community. People are like, getting a little nervous. Yeah. Right. What, I actually, Taiwan saw 24 new imported cases on just Monday. On, right, yeah, right. on Monday. Mostly uh, migrant workers, right? Yes, mostly migrant workers so, from Indonesia and the yeah. Philippines. So that's why they started banning um, migrant workers for a few weeks. Yeah, uh, for from a Indonesia. couple of weeks. Yeah, just from to Indonesia. S- to right. stop the flow there. Well, we've got some people saying hello. Yeah, let's hear yeah. from them. All right. Um, uh, Rashid Naz says, hi, everyone. How are you? We're fine. And Abid Hussein Sajid says, hi, women. <laughs> yeah, it's a women's um, team women's today. And then Jen Dorari Waves says, hi. And um, Rashid Naz says, good show from Radio Taiwan. And happy December, right? It's December oh, 1st today. Right. <laughs> right. Are you guys and, getting uh, in the Christmas spirit? Not quite yet. Not but, quite yet. Uh, yeah. I don't wonder what it's going to be like this year. Are because you still like, getting... Well, I, I put up the Christmas tree. You did. 
And my cat is like so excited. He's playing around <laughs> with the balls. He's like the kid in the house now because my kids are so big, you know. Yeah. And so he's like, oh, he's playing with the balls and trying to like hit it down. And he's like really excited when I was putting up the tree. Like, what is this, you know? Yeah. And then um, um, where we live is near a lot of shopping um, centers. Yeah, so there's tons of lights. It's really nice. Yeah. It's actually very pretty in Taipei during oh, the great. Christmas season. There's so many pretty lights and Christmas decor all around. Oh yeah, near you're sort of near the Xinyi district. Right, Are there near the Taipei 101. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh wow. It's like, actually a couple of weeks ago they oh, started. Wow. <laughs> yeah. But now it's okay. like there are they a lot early. of people and it's very pretty. A lot of really Great. beautiful, elegant designs over there. Yeah. We've got more people saying hello. There's Christine Feline. Uh, says good to hear this kind of radio. Yes. And um, also, it says, haha, on a point, I have nothing to say about wearing a mask. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. And um, so, and then Jen Delari says, I always wear a mask when I'm around people. If I'm out on my own, I wear it around my neck, but will pull it up when I get anywhere near people. That's a good idea. Good practice. Very well, if, good. If I were in the U.S., I would definitely wear a mask because it is spreading <laughs> very quickly. You never know who has it. So I know. That is true. I would wear one in the U.S. for sure. Yeah. Well, Rich. She not says I. I always wear wear a mask because I'm a marketing sales officer. Oh, oh you're around people a lot, so yes, That's keep your mask idea. on. Great. So masks are a good thing, and they keep everyone safe. So um, and healthy. Yes, yeah, so we're getting more serious about it here again. Well, while we're on the subject, let me tell you what the word of the year is. And this is actually not the word of the year in Taiwan. We're still voting on that. Um, I think the vote will come out in a few days. Yeah, oh, wow, in so, a few days. Um, but the word of the year for the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, and what they do is they look up the most online dictionary lookups of any word. Do you guys know what the word is? I think I already know, so... Oh. Pandemic. Okay. COVID-19. <laughs> it's pandemic. pandemic. So I guess it's not a surprise. Oh, it's so sad. 1.4 million people have died from pandemic. Oh, it's awful. Worldwide. Oh, and so um, the publisher says, sometimes a single word defines an era, and it's fitting that in this exceptional and exceptionally difficult year, a single word came immediately to the fore and it's actually defined as an outbreak of a disease that occurs over a wide geographic area such as multiple countries or continents and typically affects a significant proportion of the population and that's very true um yeah a lot of people that was the most um searched word online Mm. this year so unfortunately it has really affected the whole world yeah People can't think in of any other word except way. that. And so uh, we hope that with the vaccines and with increased social distancing that it will die down and go away next year. Yeah, really. I hope it's, that next year is a totally different year. I hope so. When, when, I hope we get when, in control yeah, of it all around it the world. Stop. Yeah, really. So, so hmm. anyway, um, I guess there's not much to say about that. Except <laughs> that we hope that it goes away. We hope that next year yes. we'll bring um, a totally different uh, word to our minds. So I want to hear about some amazing senior citizen women in Taiwan. Tell us about this, Paula. Okay. Um, first of all, I have a story about a, an 
87-year-old、uh, grandmother.、Uh, her name is Xue Luosha. Over the past 50 years,、um, she has given away.、Um, Hand knitted sweaters.、Um, she did、um, for herself. I mean, she she、um, she actually、uh, knitted、uh, sweaters for children. She has given away fifteen hundred sweaters. Wow! How many years?、Wow. For over the past fifty years. Wow! Right, it's like thirty a year. That's、oh. a lot. Yeah, right. Fifty years actually. She started、uh, doing that、uh, ever since she was young, and then、um, now she and her daughters,、um, you know. Knit、um, sweaters whenever they have time,、oh. right? And she said that she will continue doing that until she's not able to do that.、Mm. It happened,、um, you know,、um, in 1999 when Taiwan,、uh, when there was a big、uh, earthquake that hit Taiwan, and then、uh, there is a village、um, had in the central county in,、um, in Yunlin, and the grandmother asked me, "Do、um, children need sweaters? If they do,、um, I can give them." Sweaters, and he thought that、uh, you know the grandmother is going to buy some sweaters for children. That's not the case because she actually knitted sweaters for children,、Sorry. right? So I mean,、Take、you know, feedback. Yeah, I don't know how to turn down the voice volume thing. Sorry. <laughs> Imagine that she has you know done that for over fifty years. Okay. Oh, there's something wrong. I guess some, something yeah, wrong with can, the volume. It's okay. You can.、Continue. But anyway, I, I think that's an amazing story. You know, whenever she has time, she will,、um, you know, start knitting sweaters for a couple hours per day. And she says she's really happy when she, you know, see、um, when she sees children, you know, wearing this net,、uh, this the sweaters she knitted for them.、Hmm. That's so nice.、I、she、know. must be very good at knitting sweaters. Oh yes. Right.、Oh, yeah. And I also have another story, and this story involves、um, an American lady. She is seventy-one years old, and her name's Alicia Lloyd, and she also has a very beautiful Chinese name, which is Luo Lisha. She、um, came to Taiwan. She first came to Taiwan in nineteen seventy-three. And then she started,、uh, and then since then she has started teaching English at the National Taiwan University of Science and Technology. Actually, she has been teaching over the past forty-five years. And she retired in twenty fourteen, but she still、um, work as a part-time teacher. Anyway,、uh, earlier this year she. You know, fainted all of a sudden, and she was diagnosed with、um, brain cancer.、Aww. So she was hospitalized, and she does not have fam- family members in the in Taiwan.、Mm-hmm. But fortunately,、um, there is a caretaker、uh, who is willing to take care of her without getting paid.、Mm-hmm. So,、Aww. so the American、so、teacher is、nice. really、um, fortunate, and she said that the Taiwan is my home because she's been living here for. For so many years, and she has one、uh, wish: she wants to be a naturalized Taiwanese citizen. So、um, she started applying for citizen citizenship last year. However, because of her poor health, she wasn't able to do that. But fortunately, there's a guy who works at her local、um, registration office, and that guy volunteered to、um, help her,、uh, you know, process get all the paperwork done. So and anyway, recently she、um, she got Taiwan's、um, ID, which means she is now a Naturalized citizen. Oh, good for her. That's、right. nice. Even、okay. in hospital bed, she says she's really happy. She's the best gift that she has ever received. 
Oh, mm. right. so she really loves Taiwan so much. I know. She loves that Taiwan, and she's very really. fortunate because her caretaker is willing to, you know, care for her without getting paid. And also, the household registration clerk, you know, did everything for her. I mean, to process the, um, you know, to get everything done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People are nice to foreigners, and I think they appreciate her love for Taiwan. I think right. she has made a contribution here, and she obviously loves Taiwan very much. So it's. It's great to see people helping her out, too, in her time of need. That is right. Well, we've got um, Abdul Manan says that he's, you know, he's saying hi. He Hello. says, I'm listening. He wants us to know that he's listening in. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Hello. All right. All right. So let's go on to our next story. Okay, Shirley, so you know something about a special mahjong set. Let us know about that. There is a design studio who joined hands in Taiwan, who joined hands with local illustrators and graphic designer to launch a Taiwan Lang mahjong, okay, Taiwanese mahjong, and which means it includes um, Taiwanese elements and everything like in there. So I want you to, to guess, if you think about Taiwanese, what do you think of? Uh, food. Right. So what kind of food? Um, Pearl milk tea. You got it, Paula. Pearl That's one thing. Pearl milk tea, beef noodles. Oh, I'm not sure if beef noodles is in there. oyster omelet and fruits. Okay. And tofu. Well, okay. Um, I think food-wise, it's only the pearl milk tea that got in there. Maybe um, stinky tofu and has. Is, they, they still have to think oh, about how to get so that in there. Cute. Look, okay. Paula. Look, look. So here are the tiles. They have the blue and white sandals, which are really popular. That's it. Oh, that's and, it. and they and have um, motorcycle. And scooters, right? Because we have a huge oh, scooter. Oh, they have the Formosan Black Bear. Here. That's it, Formosan Black How Bear. Fun. Oh, that's and really there's cute. also the, um, you know, the uh, the fishing boat of the uh, Dao tribe from uh-huh. the Lan uh-huh. Yeah, it's it's very significant, you know, that one right there. So, if um, I don't know. Anyway, so that's the wait, wait, see. I can't have a bigger picture of that one. But oh, I, have um, it, I have it right here. So, anyways, um, yeah, really cool Taiwanese style tiles. So yeah. usually the tiles are just kind of boring. I mean, they're just Chinese words and right. symbols. Oh, there's also the Taiwan, um, the Taipei 101 oh. <laughs> on there as well. And, That's right. Uh, and also the uh, the Queen's Head uh-huh. is that rock formation over in Yelio, right? Oh. That's, that got on there. And for the um, north, east, south, and west, they have different islands, right? Like Pong and Ma and yeah. Jing, which, you know, represent Jingmen, Jingmen. and... Ponghu and Mazu. Yeah, right. This is really cool. So if Isn't you're it? into Mahjong and if you like Taiwan, yeah, you, you might want to get a, get a hold different of the set of tiles here. Yeah, and learn about Taiwan too while you're playing Mahjong, you know, of all the significant things about Taiwan. There's also um, our Formosan blue magpie that got on there on oh, the wow. tiles as well. That's oh. our national bird, I think. Yeah. Yes. Oh, fruit-wise, fruit. How about fruit? Name some fruit. I see some here, actually. Uh, oh, yeah. oh, what is it called? That custard fire, apple? the red, yeah, custard apple, custard and then there's this fiery pink fruit. Oh yeah, it's a dragon fruit. Dragon fruit. I mean, right. it's really unique. And there's pineapple, pineapple, and papaya, mangoes, yeah. mangoes, bananas, yeah. mangoes. and also wax apple. Yeah. So all a lot of the indigenous fruits from Taiwan. That's right. Indigenous animals, indigenous fruits. Basically, the design studio, they just want to be able to show scenes from everyday life in Taiwan. So there you go. I mean, of course, there's also the set with the, the island of Taiwan on the back. 
That's very significant. That's right. You know, looking like they say it looks like a yam, right? That's right. So it's <laughs> so. cool. So very anyway. nice. That's yeah. a taste of Taiwan. Um, of that's what people like to do for entertainment, right? That is right. Oh, Natalie, before you say anything, Christine yes. Phelan has to say something. He said, I really love how the three of you talk. How I wish our Taiwanese can speak English well. Uh. <laughs> okay, but of course in Taiwan they speak their own language. Yeah, well, our goal is to become a bilingual country by the year 2030. So that's I not too far down the road. We do hope more people can speak English. That is right. That's right. Yeah. I think the government's working on that. Yes, thanks for sharing that. Uh. Oh, and Jen Delari says... I don't, she says, I don't play traditional mahjong. I play the video game puzzle style ah, mahjong. Yeah, you can check right. it out on video games or apps. Yeah. I'm sure there are. Is there a video game about mahjong? I'm sure yes, there you is. you can. You don't need Ooh, the, the actual. New, yeah. new uh, source of entertainment, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Now you have access to it. But Jen says that, uh, but I love these tile designs. Yeah, we absolutely They're love them. They're beautiful. We'll Very put the original. link in the, um, in the comments there. That's so you right. You guys can check it out later. Yep. So, oh, I do have an interesting... Um, idea that is coming from some experts here called bibliotherapy. Have you guys heard of that? No. Bibliotherapy? Yeah, biblio refers to books. Okay. Oh, okay. So what they're doing, you know, some, um, you know, uh, uh, experts, you know, psychologists have been suggesting one thing um, is that students, when they're down, um, if there are not enough counselors around, and there aren't, so um, they can turn to books, actually, and that um, for healing. Mm-hmm. And actually, you know, of course, adults can do this too. And they're suggesting that university libraries have a uh, area in their libraries for healing. And, you know, because a, unfortunately, a few weeks ago, we had a big spat of suicides, um, university students. Mm. And people are saying, you know, there's just not enough counselors to go around and not enough awareness of mental health issues. But one suggestion that they had um, was that People can actually turn to books in times of need um, Mm because there's so many people throughout the ages who have gone through difficult times. And there are all kinds of books to to meet all kinds of needs. And um, they suggest that, you know, libraries have a a healing area Mm -hmm. where people can just go there where it's very nice and warm and relaxing. And there are books for all kinds of um, needs. So emotional and Uh, whatever needs you have. So, what do you guys think? Do you guys like to read? Do you guys still read? Uh, I do. <laughs> yeah, but I don't read e-books. Oh, you don't read e-books? Yeah, just physical books. Really? I like physical. I, I like holding a book in my hand. Oh. Yeah, I do too. But I, I, I also have e-books too. But I don't read that much though. I'm, I'm not sure if this bibliotherapy would work for my son because he has a problem with concentration. Probably <laughs> <laughs> music therapy work better uh, that's for him. True. And movie therapy, if that's there's such a thing. That's true. There is, I think. <laughs> I think I agree. My sons are like that too. I mean, it's much easier, right, to sit yeah. back and be entertained than to read. Right. But I think I think reading is is a great way to uh, gain new insight, right, mm. uh, into life. Yeah. So, or comfort, or or hope, or whatever people need. So that's something, an idea for everyone. Yeah, especially at a time like the pandemic. You know, everybody's getting anxious and that's everything. That's true. I think a lot of more people. I'm sure. You know, I think needs books some, some kind of therapy this are year. a great thing. You know, yeah. besides Netflix, you know, books, yeah, right? Netflix, yeah. 
looks that maybe you know something you want to learn or something you want to work through in in your heart and mind. I mm. think it's a great idea. So those yeah. are what some people are suggesting here. Oh, yeah. Someone mm-hmm. actually, Christine was saying that meditation will help too. That's right, meditation and mindfulness. Mm. I think that's become a big thing. Learning how to just. Relax and be mindful of what's happening in your mind and your body and right. to just kind of de-stress that way. <laughs> Meditation is becoming quite popular, too. It's a good mm. way to kind of de-stress, right? Mm. And um, oh, wow. have you guys tried that? Nope. Nope. Meditation? Nope. Uh, <laughs> I have tried mindfulness, which is similar. It's just almost the same thing. Oh, okay. So anyways, well, thank you for joining us on uh, Here in Taiwan Today. And I will be here every weekday, a different group every day. Yeah. And on Thursday, we have Taiwan Insider, so tune in for that. But for here in Taiwan, I am Natalie So. I'm Shirley Lin. And I'm College Chat. See you next time. Bye-bye. What do you know about Taiwan? I know who the president is. What about their local music and food? Well, hmm, what do you suggest? Tune in to Radio Taiwan International. Here at RTI, we offer the authentic Taiwan experience. You hear the sound of remote attractions, the local food, music, the lives of real Taiwanese as they live it. Visit english.rti.org.tw. Listen to the real Taiwan. This is the Lady Caliph Nocturne performed by Yo-Yo Ma. He performed in Taiwan last month around the island in his first live performances since February. He had a tremendous time and was so happy to see a place where he can perform live. He praised Taiwan for its handling of the COVID-19 pandemic. And today we're going to enjoy the music of this amazing cellist.
Yo-Yo Ma, or Ma Yo-Yo, as he's called in Chinese, was a child prodigy. He began playing the cello at age four and a half and hasn't stopped since. He was born in Paris, France, to Chinese parents, but he was educated in New York City. This is his rendition of Moses' Journey.
So Mayu Yu has been playing since he was four and a half. And he's 65 years old right now. That means over 60 years. He's won 18 Grammy Awards and recorded more than 90 albums. So we're just tipping the iceberg in terms of his music. But let's enjoy this song called Marco Polo.
Hope you're enjoying the masterpieces of Yo-Yo Ma. Let's end today's show with Once Upon a Time in the West. Thanks for tuning in to Just the Classics. I'm Natalie So. Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw. Our 60-minute English program can be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. In Southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 6185 kHz. In South Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to P.O. Box 123-199 Taipei, Taiwan. 
You can also email us at rti at rti.org.tw. 